Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What do you do when somebody won't stop what? What do you do when somebody won't what? What do you do when somebody won't stop interrupting you? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my 28-year-old female, boyfriend, 34-year-old male, lied to me about where he was at 4 a.m. So my boyfriend, 34-year-old male, usually comes over to my apartment on weekend nights. This night, however, he decided to stay home and deep clean his place since he had an apartment inspection coming up. We chatted most of the night, then around 1 I thought he fell asleep, so I did too. Now, about 3 months ago, I caught him lying about where he was. He's left work and told me there was an issue with his apartment, but really he had left to go to the bar. I caught him home with the bartender, female, drinking at the kitchen table. It was a huge fight and he ended up offering to share his Snapchat location with me because he thought it would help with trust. We never had an issue again and I never thought to check where he was. So back to tonight, I wake up at 4am randomly and can't fall back asleep. I open Instagram, see he's live and send him a message. He just ignores it and I can see a while later he's on Facebook so I figured, oh I'll call him and chat. We often speak on the phone. Well it rings and then halfway through it goes to voicemail. I thought this was odd so just off this gut feeling, I decided to check the Snapchat map. I see he's not even home but at a co-worker's house. Then he texts me back and says, sorry I rolled over on my phone but I'm going back to sleep. I immediately asked him if he was at his co-worker's house, this co-worker is a male. He sees it and then suddenly he stops sharing his location. I live right by the co-worker so I drive a couple blocks to see if he's there and he's outside smoking with the co-worker. I pull up and ask him to come to my car. He says the co-worker just called and asked to be picked up randomly so he thought he'd hang out. I asked him why he lied and he said, cause I didn't want you to worry. I told him that if he had just told me the truth, I wouldn't have worried. But the fact that he lied makes me worry. He has a history of lying, he's been caught in big and small lies. I keep telling him if he told me the truth, it wouldn't matter. But he always tells me, you freak out over everything. So I lie. But he never even gives me the chance to show him my reaction when he tells the truth. It's such a small lie and I'm probably overreacting, but I'm so tired of him telling his friends I'm crazy, but not telling them he lies to me. I just hate lies so much. Why not just tell the truth right off the bat? Am I overreacting? Should I just let this small lie go? Either this guy is like incredibly insecure in a weird way that's manifesting and feeling like he has to lie about anything, or this guy's like a compulsive liar. Either way, if I were OP, I would not be able to tolerate this. I mean, okay, like I get he screwed up big time and he essentially was about to cheat. To get another chance and then to just go start lying about trivial things, I don't think I'd be able to keep extending a third, a fourth, a fifth chance. If they're lying about just hanging out with a coworker, you think they're not going to lie about anything more serious than that? Our next story is I, 31-year-old female, want to break up with my potentially dying boyfriend, 34-year-old male. I, 31-year-old female, have been dating my boyfriend, 34-year-old male, for a year. Six weeks into us first dating, he disclosed he developed lumps in his throat and brain fog earlier in the year, and he didn't know why yet. I thought to myself, could I be with someone who is sick and could potentially be terminally ill? 
Not because I was put off by his unknown illness, but because I knew it could possibly become an emotional roller coaster if his health worsened. I didn't know if I could commit to that, especially with someone I hardly knew. However, I kept an open mind and we continued to date because I did genuinely become fond of him. As the relationship progressed, I started to see his anger management issues come out. He's short-tempered and doesn't have much patience. He's also a heavy drinker. The two combined don't go well together and we've had some emotionally and mentally exhausting nights. Over the last year, his health has gotten worse and there's been little progress forward with a diagnosis. As a result, his mental health has declined. He's getting angrier, which is the result of stress, fear, anxiety, and likely depression. When he's very angry, he punches things, rips up things, breaks things, and even once through a chair through the wall. My boyfriend is convinced he's dying because he's more fatigued than ever and his symptoms are getting worse, i.e. headaches, inability to focus, loss of appetite. Additionally, he's unhappy at work and he doesn't like living in the city, which is where we live, but only does it for work. He's originally from a small town two provinces away. He's unhappy in all areas of his life and his anger is compounding. I sympathize with his issues. He says he's the most miserable he's ever been and it shows with his words and actions, but I don't enjoy being with him. I can't handle his anger issues and I feel like his negative attitude and behavior is having a negative effect on me. Am I being unempathetic to him or am I doing the right thing by protecting my peace? I feel like by breaking up with him, I'm abandoning him, but I feel like by staying, I'm neglecting my needs and well-being. Honestly, this topic is kind of way outside of my breadth of knowledge. I was curious when people commented on this post and a lot of people suggested that the symptoms he's expressing are actually symptoms that can come from heavy alcohol dependency. Either way, dying or not, if somebody is treating you horrendously, you don't owe it to anyone to keep yourself in a toxic situation. Our next story is, was I, male 28, wrong for ending a 10-year best friend relationship with my friend, male 29, over his toxic relationship? I've known my best friend since middle school and we've kept a close friendship. Always doing all sorts of activities together. I'd say it was always a mutually beneficial relationship where both parties put in the work to maintain it and respected each other. About four and a half years ago, he found a girlfriend, which was his first serious relationship. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. This girl is five years younger than him and very immature, manipulative, self-centered, narcissistic, and I'd say straight-up psycho. She would always put him down, was never satisfied about anything, blamed everyone else but herself, humiliated him in front of others, abused him verbally, and now, recently, physically. For context, I third-wheeled for the first three years they were together, and then got into my own relationship in 2021, which ironically turned toxic later also, and distanced myself from them because they were so toxic. As much as I tried to open his eyes to how horrible he was being treated, and did everything I could to make him feel comfortable, provided him a safe space, it seemed it was all in vain as he would make up with her again and again. Fast forward to this year, I broke up with my girlfriend for similar reasons, though it never reached verbal and physical abuse, made contact with my friend again and started spending time together. It seemed the situation was no better now, go figure, but at least he was more open to discussing it with me, as he was usually quite introverted and I believe he was also having self-esteem issues. The first time I realized the gravity of the situation was when they started a fight in my car. He was in the front seat, she was in the back seat, continually verbally abusing him and him taking it without insulting her back. He eventually yelled at her to shut up and she punched him and I had to break it up. The second time, we were at my friend's grandparents' place for work. She had a tantrum and ruined everyone's day, even though we were on a schedule and supposed to finish a lot of the housework. Again, she verbally abused him and hit him while in my car. The third and final time, we were at a beach resort. He called me into their room because once again she was having a psychotic meltdown. Again, same story, verbally abused him, threatened him, hit him. I was shocked at how crazy she was. She eventually left the room and wandered around the resort at night, threatening him with ending herself by text. We found her eventually at 4am by the water, sitting in the sand and took her back. This last experience ended any sort of remorse and understanding I had for her. She did not apologize in any way and continued her behaviors. A breakup followed, and my friend was like a new man, happy, doing things he liked, spending quality time again with his friends and family, and generally you could see the light in his eyes. I encouraged him, told him I was proud of him, of who he was and his achievements, and that he deserves someone that looks up to him not someone that abuses him. I did all I could to take his mind off her so he could feel the other side of his life. This only lasted three days because she, once again, somehow tangled him up back in and made up. I said okay and respected his choice. And we went out to a concert Friday. 
She was still mad at me because I completely changed my attitude towards her and was no longer friendly to her, so we spent our time separately at the concert with different friends. The two of them eventually went to a party and I woke up the next morning with messages from her, basically telling me she never wants to see me again, calling me names, and blocked me. My friend later informed me she stole his phone and looked through his messages with me, in which I wrote to him that she's a psycho and a bunch of nasty but true stuff about her. But mind you, I only did this when my friend initiated it and complained about it. In normal circumstances, I would have stayed out of it. But when I saw the level of abuse, I felt like I had to do my duty. Otherwise, I'd feel like I hadn't done enough. Later, he texted me again and basically blamed me for the entire thing, holding me responsible and saying what I did was not okay. I responded that we should move on with our lives and my door is open if he ever needs me. He's not read the reply and hasn't contacted me since. I am extremely disappointed and felt like trash being thrown away, thrown under the bus. I feel like all my effort in being a good friend was for nothing and he never valued me. It's extremely disheartening when you're living your best life with someone, and the next day, that someone can just erase you. Where have I gone wrong? I clearly also have a problem having put in this much effort into fools, but why am I doing it? Thanks for the long read and sorry if it feels like a vent. I really don't think it's worth trying to beat yourself up over this, and trying to overanalyze why you could possibly have been such a good and caring friend to somebody. Poor OP got so chewed up and spat out they're out here wondering where did I go wrong? What problems do I have? You're just too good of a friend to somebody who's too blind to see it. Listen, if he's happy in misery and he's willing to dump you as a friend to do so, I say be proud of how far you went to try to be a good friend and establish this friendship with this guy and take it as a loss solely because they chose it to be that way. Our next story is I, 30 year old male, burst out crying in front of my new girlfriend, 29 year old female. I think she was weirded out and I don't know what to do. I, 30 year old male, have been dating my new girlfriend Andrea, 29 year old female, for a bit over two months. It's still early, but so far, our relationship has been good. Before this relationship, I've ever only had one relationship with Chiara. I started dating Chiara when I was 16, and we dated for almost 9 years. I'm not the kind of guy that believes in things like true love or every person has someone waiting for them, but Chiara was probably the closest thing to that. After I graduated college and started working, we decided to get married the next year but we unfortunately never had the chance. She passed away when I was 25 in a car accident. I was absolutely crushed. It took me two years, a lot of therapy, and the support of my family and friends to even be able to move on with my life, and dating wasn't even an option until recently. Meeting Andrea changed that, and I don't know. Something told me that it was the right moment to move on. Things have been fine so far, we get along quite well, and while it's early to say it in a more definitive way, we are comfortable with each other. Something happened two days ago though. It was a normal day, I woke up, got ready, and got out to go to work. While walking though, I passed near a shop and felt a familiar smell. It was the perfume Chiara used to use. Things like this normally don't influence me, but reminders of Chiara kept popping up throughout the whole day. Her favorite song popped out on the radio. A colleague had the same nail polish she used to use. 
Things like these kept happening throughout the day and at some point I was just sad and tired and wanted to go home. I was supposed to meet with Andrea to go out for dinner, but I didn't feel like going out so we decided to hang out at my house. We were chilling, watching some movies and I was starting to feel better. But then we started watching this movie and at some point an actress said something about how no one is ever really gone and I basically fell apart. I started crying uncontrollably. It took me minutes to compose myself. I apologized. She asked me what happened. I told her that I just had a bad day at work. She asked me if there was something she could do and I told her I just needed a good night of sleep. I don't feel comfortable sharing the past with Andrea yet, and I know what happened probably weirded her out. I don't know what to do now. I definitely wouldn't pressure OP to open up to her, but I really do think it would help if OP was a little more upfront about what went on. I feel like anybody that is going to be a respectful potential partner would be somebody that can respect and understand that you're grieving and sometimes you have bad days and that that's nothing to be ashamed about. If I were in Andrea's position and I was seeing somebody who ultimately had a bad day like this, I don't think it would negatively impact how I feel about them. In fact, if anything, that might be a reassuring thing just because you see some real unfiltered emotion. It would make me feel like, yeah, this person is being their true selves around me. Our next story is my boyfriend, 24 year old male, doesn't pleasure me, 23 year old female. I've been dating my boyfriend for almost two years now. He doesn't even attempt to pleasure me when we hook up. He just rushes into pleasure himself and it makes me feel so used after. Every time I tell him how I feel, he says he'll change and try to pleasure me, but he never does. I'm tired of feeling so used afterwards and I'm tired of having the same talk with him. I have no idea what to do about this. I don't know if I'm just being dramatic either. I don't know what to do here. Should I end this relationship over the fact that I feel so used and miserable after we do it? Or should I just deal with it? If you're dating somebody who cooks dinners, let's say they're making some lovely steaks, and every single time they make these steaks, you sit down at the dinner table and they plop one down on their plate and that's it? Are you going to stick around with them for too much longer? I think the same thing applies to what's going on in the bedroom. This person is mad selfish. It is a conscious choice to not do anything for you. I mean, this guy would have to be perfect in every other way to somehow still be worth your time. Our next story is, I, 41-year-old male, withdraw when attracted passionately and only approach more pragmatic, safe bets. Help me try to understand this pattern, please. I'm not quite sure why I do this. When I was young, I fell in love real hard but didn't approach her as I was in a bad place at the time, family-wise, and she was on a completely different trajectory. It was an experience of disillusionment, as I had many in several crucial areas of life. That's the only time I felt the full-on fireworks. I've had some casual and one very long-term partners, and while I by no means will regard those connections as lesser, they were definitely not passion-driven. They were deep, very functional. We knew each other in and out, sex life okay and then finally declining as it sometimes just will and they had many of the traits people want in relationships but the kind of woman that makes me melt i am afraid not every once in a while i meet a person like that by accident 
I recognize that she is that kind, and like an automatism, no thinking required, I put her on a pedestal with an off-limit sign on it and make sure I don't bother her. I should add that those are very classy women indeed. Anyone would need a healthy sense of self to try. I can do some qualified guesswork that I'm avoiding emotional stress, that I may play it safe as to not experience intensity after growing up with mentally ill parents, etc. Not sure if that's healthy though. I mean, even if it makes sense, it could lead to a whole life lived without ever experiencing deep passion for someone. Is this a known thing and what do you think about it? So, to be honest, I think this is something a professional could probably really help with. But yeah, it really could be a lot of things. It could be something stemmed from the way your parents raised you. It could be something you kind of just picked up throughout life as a severe form of insecurity. Yeah, I think really the best way to fully get a grip on this and understand it is to have a place with a professional where you can talk through it and analyze it and kind of get this 360 look at this with somebody who's actually accredited to handle that kind of stuff. This next story is my 22-year-old male best friend, 22-year-old female, said that she sees me as her little brother and that kind of hurts me. My closest friend and I became friends during high school. Both of us are now 22 years old. Even though we're both straight, I'm a guy and she's a girl, we've never had any romantic interest in each other. Our bond is incredibly strong and I trust her more than anyone else. Similarly, she considers me her best and most intimate friend. Both of us find it a bit challenging to rely on others for support. This is especially true for her due to her difficult relationship with her father, which has led to deep trust issues. In our friendship, I tend to take the lead more often. I'm the one who initiates plans by texting her to meet up and I usually share personal things before she does. While she does confide in me about everything that's happening in her life, she does so less frequently. Admittedly, there are moments when this bothers me. I genuinely want to be there for her and offer my support, but sometimes her less frequent sharing makes me question my significance in her life. However, I constantly remind myself that her personality is naturally more private than mine, making it harder for her to open up. There were instances in the past when she leaned on me more, especially when she was still struggling emotionally. These were the times when she needed my support the most. Recently, during a group gathering, she referred to me as her little brother, a phrase she knows I dislike. This wasn't the first time she used that expression, and I'd expressed my discomfort the first time around. The repetition of this phrase hurt me again. I generally consider our friendship to be a solid and mutual connection. She has no doubts about my unwavering support for her, but when she refers to me as her little brother, it feels as though she's placing herself in a superior position, and that's painful. I envision our friendship as a partnership of equals who provide support and lean on each other equally. However, I'm unsure if she shares the same desire due to her inherent nature and coping mechanisms. She holds a significant place in my life, and our friendship means a lot to me. Unfortunately, these comments are hurtful and not in line with the type of relationship I want to have with her, and I don't know what to do. I think it's more than valid that if there's something OP does not want to be called, does not want to be addressed as to other people, that it's downright hurtful and almost a disgusting act to willingly ignore when they express that they don't like it. That said, I'd like to see if OP had asked about why she chooses to use that phrasing. I'd love if OP were able to probe and try to understand exactly why 
Her little brother is something she seems to be so stuck on when she knows it's something you don't like. Our next story is girlfriend went off to college. My 20-year-old male girlfriend, 19-year-old female, of three years went to uni today. We had just gotten back from an out-of-country trip together as our send-off before she left. The uni she goes to is only 30 minutes from me, which isn't bad at all, I know. I'm just so scared of the hypothetical situations that could happen. I'm terrified of experiencing what it feels to get cheated on. I trust her. I just worry the girl I trust now will change as she grows in college. We've lived together for two years now as well and the fact that I won't see her face first thing in the morning is really messing me up. I just helped her finish moving in and left. I cried the whole drive home. I'm really struggling with this. I don't want all this time I've invested in this life we've talked about building together and the adventures we plan to have to be for nothing. I just wish I could turn back time and relive it all. We've traveled to different countries together, learned so much about each other. This girl helped me mature and grow in ways you wouldn't imagine. My family adores her. They honestly might like her more than me. I just don't know what I'm going to do if I lose this girl. Any advice to get through this? I'm in community college right now to save money, then transferring to her university for my last two years. We both wanted to go to the same college since before we met each other. Well, first of all, I think it's so important for OP to find a way to tone down these feelings they're having, because the fastest way that they're going to find a way to mess up this relationship is OP using this insecurity and fear that something's going to happen in this relationship. Because I feel like a lot of people in a situation like this, they have that tendency to start going down the road of, do you still love me? Are you still happy that we're together? And just a lot of loaded, overbearing stuff, maybe even checking in too much or trying to get way too much info on something that should just be trivial. Where are you going? Who with? How close are you with them? Who are they bringing? Secondly, considering they're only 30 minutes away, Do whatever you can to make sure you schedule time and see her regularly. If you're a constant presence in their life, and you're both already well committed to each other, why stray? Our next story is, I just found out my 22-year-old female, boyfriend, 23-year-old male, has been self-sabotaging our relationship, and I don't know what to do. Been together three years, basically he was going through a rough time dealing with mental health problems, which he didn't open up to me about, I couldn't tell and he convinced himself that I deserve better. So he started self-sabotaging himself and our relationship. As in, he would never take me on dates, never get me flowers, never call me, never post me on his story. While he would always do for other outings, we went on our first holiday together for freak's sake, and he didn't post any pictures. But he posted pictures of him at the pub when we got back, and overall never do anything I wanted to do, including in bed. I didn't want much. I pay for all the dates anyway, so that wasn't a big blow, but we had so many talks about how my needs weren't being met while I was doing everything for him. This went on for months. He said he would change, but he never did. Eventually, I just gave up and accepted that these aren't things I can get in this relationship. But recently, he opened up about his self-sabotaging, and I feel so stupid. He was doing it all on purpose. He said in an attempt to make me hate him so that when I break up with him I wouldn't feel bad. I feel manipulated. He said he was too scared to just break up. So he hurt me stupidly on purpose. So many days wasted crying. So many days wasted talking about how he isn't meeting my needs. 
He apologized and said he's going to therapy and has changed. He realizes his ways were wrong, but I'm still so hurt. This is the second time he's done this, and I'm just convinced that he'll do it again. But he's trying to convince me he's actually going to get help this time. I'm so mentally and emotionally exhausted. I deserve better. Should I break up with him or give him the benefit of the doubt that he'll actually change? Honestly, if I were OP, I would wish them the best. Tell them your heart is with him on trying to get help, trying to change, but you just can't stick around for this carousel any longer. I think it's just too much stress and uncertainty that you don't need. Our next story is, my friend, female 30, interrupted me, female 30, and left without saying anything. Apologies in advance, I know this might be a little conversation based, I'm just not sure how to react and would appreciate any opinions. I, female 30, went to an event with a good friend of mine, some would even say best, Anne, female 30, and her husband, male 30. Side note, Anne can sometimes be a little unknowingly abrasive. Her instinct to a lot of things is to respond with, No, I am aware of this. I also usually have my partner with me, but he wasn't there, so I don't have any other person to provide perspective on what happened. So this event was at an event slash party where we didn't know anyone and just wanted to check out. Some grand opening of a huge workshop space, multiple rooms, floors, etc. We have a couple drinks before we head out. We get there at 8 or 9 p.m., We're there, exploring around a little bit, chat up someone. Eventually, we sat down. Here's how the conversation goes. Anne says, Would you ever go to an outdoor festival? I said, Yeah, I have a story. So, before cell phones interrupts, Anne says, Oh my god, and has a little moment, slight pause. I say, Can I continue? Anne says, No. I say, Okay. Anne says, You can continue your story. I reply, No. I don't want to anymore. She says, okay, but that's your decision not to share. You know that, right? I said, no, I tried to share. I asked to share. You said no. We argue a little bit saying the same thing. She wants to hear it, but I'm not sharing. I wanted to share before I got interrupted and shut down. She stands up and starts to walk away. I tell her that's her decision to go. She leaves. I look at her husband and I'm so confused about what I did wrong. I say that I just wanted to share a dumb story from 20 years ago. Why did she leave? He says that after being told no, I'm supposed to ask again. He says they'll be back. I wait a couple minutes, then get up to go see where they went. I check the back room, the upstairs, look at the street, nothing. I get a text from her husband saying that he can't find her and he's going to look for her. I'm a little frustrated at what happened. I don't want to sit there and wait till her husband coaxes her back. I don't know anyone, so I decide to leave and go home. I text both of them, one asking if she wants to talk, then another if she's okay. One to her husband saying, what happened? We're adults. What? I'm going to go home. Then to the group saying, sorry I missed them, and then goodnight. I get nothing back from either of them the entire night. I still have no idea what happened. I don't see how I'm in the wrong here, so I don't really want to apologize. Sending the goodnight texts was already me trying. I know I've been more conscious about noticing when I'm being interrupted, something my partner and I have been working on, so he's more aware that I'm asking for space. I don't know if this contributed to anything. We have a big trip together in a couple weeks, so some kind of resolution needs to happen. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, 
in my ultimate gut feeling, I feel like OP was a little immature with it. That said, Anne was also very immature with it. The interruption thing, okay, it you know, it happens. Some people just don't have the a great awareness of it, and it is very frustrating. It's a very valid emotion and feeling, but also, I'm not gonna lie, I've been that kind of person to just jokingly say, no, when somebody reiterates something or asks something. I would find it particularly crappy if somebody, after I said no, just shut down and was like, forget it. No, I'm not doing anything ever again. I'm not telling you this story ever. Immediately it goes from an attempt at being playful to forget it, the night is done, I guess. Some communication would be good here, but I don't know if these two can effectively communicate to each other without just getting all up in their feelings for no reason. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another really tricky relationship question, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.